When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome into another News for Jags podcast. Jamal St. Cyr here alongside Justin Barney. Justin, week one is upon us. It's here, man. It's a season, off-season training camp has flown by. You say it all the time, but we are ready and waiting. I've anticipated this season, the start of the season, since probably the Chargers game last year. I have been so pumped up to get the season started. I wish it was at home, but... Hey, week two home game against the Chiefs, that's going to be pumped up too. So you know what? Hopefully they're back with a win. You work out the Jenners yeah. on the road and then uh, open up the real yeah. show for week two, uh, which is going to be a tough game. I think you're not the only one that's in, been anticipating the start of this year. It feels like momentum has just been building for yeah. the Jaguars. Second they lost to that Chiefs game, uh, just people have been waiting. And now it's finally here. So we're in this week one as the Jaguars get ready for the Colts. There are definitely some unknowns around this team that they're getting ready to play. Jaguars haven't had a lot of good luck in Indianapolis. Anthony Richardson is another huge unknown there. Uh, Rookie quarterback, Gators fans know him. He's big, he's fast, but what do you get when he slings the ball? He can throw it, but he makes some decisions. And, you know, rookie quarterbacks, that first game in the NFL, there's no NFL tape on this dude. Yeah, you're right. So. You know, Mike Caldwell said, hey, we're he's a great athlete. Anthony Richardson is a great athlete. We know that. He's still learning to become a quarterback. And really, I mean, the book is out. I mean, what, what Anthony Richardson are we going to see? We saw enough of him at Florida yep. to know exactly what he's capable of. I mean, the Utah game last year, I mean, so many good Anthony Richardson highlights. Mm-hmm. But... The knock on Anthony Richardson at Florida was he was still learning to match that athleticism with the nuances of being a quarterback. And at the NFL, I mean, tantalizing potential with Anthony Richardson. You hope he doesn't reach that, what people expect him to be completely. But I think this is a good starting point for the Jaguars because this is going to be a guy you see for the next 10, 12 years if things go well for the Colts. So you hope to get the book on him early. And I'm excited about this. I know 2018, when Jacksonville's coming off the AFC Championship game experience, uh, season, there was excitement in Jacksonville because yeah. you had Blake Bortles back, but it wasn't this level of excitement. And it's just it's a different feeling. You feel like this franchise is still ascending. Yeah. And back then it was, oh my gosh, this came out of complete nowhere. Blake Bortles was just kind of a guy at mm-hmm. quarterback. So there's so much different of a feeling this now compared to that 2018 season, you just feel like the the barometer, the needle is still pointing it, w- way, way up. You definitely feel like the needle's pointing up. Here's the one thing, and I'm, you, you kind of went there, that worries me. If they lose this week one game, that same hope can <laughs> can drop very quickly the hope and we- like, like almost pop the balloon and everybody just plummets back yeah. like oh the, gosh what were we thinking i remember i remember you and i did the podcast week one urban meyer's first game texans how exciting was everybody in town you and i were like this yeah. is it this is the starting point uh-huh. and i think on monday we came back in and uh, covered the eyes and you kind of felt like this is gonna be a long season i didn't feel like that last year with the loss no no, no, no at no, washington no. but i think a loss 
to Indy to a rookie quarterback. So or many questions. Rebuilding mark. Indianapolis team that would without be, Jonathan Taylor. It, it, that would be a little right. bit of a different blow. That's why I said if. I, I don't think they will, and we'll get to picks here in a little bit, but uh, but that if, the, the, they're still a good team, mm-hmm. and Anthony Richardson represents a big unknown. Yes. So there are a few things that the Jaguars have to change from last season. I know the moments that we talk about and that fans will remember forever from last year were the comebacks. Where were you during the Chargers game? Where were you for that Cowboys win? Where were you for the Ravens game? You know, those comebacks are the moments that made last year so special. But we don't want those to happen again. The Jaguars are uh, making a concerted effort toward being uh, faster starters. Right, and I I would much rather see... (laughs) An, a situation where, like the Chargers game, when you were at the Chargers, when Trevor's, yes. Trevor's coming off the field in the fourth quarter because the victory cigar, C.J. Beathard, is in the game. We <laughs> is so much not even in question. So I want to see games like that. I love the comebacks. They were great stories. Chargers game last year was amazing, the playoffs. But I would rather see, and I think Doug Peterson would rather mm-hmm. see, a comfortable lead develop throughout the game. be nice to go into halftime. And you're up 21-6, something like that. That's this it. showed the promise, the fast start. So Doug Peterson's talked about it. Players have talked about it. Mm-hmm. We have talked about it. You've got to be quicker starters. You do not want to have to. It's great to have a comeback like that. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see one of those a season. I don't want to see so many of them no. like they hung their hat on last year. You don't want to be in that position. Right. Press Taylor explained the, the logistics of it to me today. You know, you have to score first and then stop the other team yeah. from scoring. That's how you get a lead. Uh, <laughs> it seems simple, but they couldn't execute it last year. So uh, definitely going to be a challenge for the Jaguars this year to get off to those faster yep. starts. But they've been talking about it all off season. They've been trying to get off the fast starts in practice to try and get ready for those games. going to be big, especially when you go against some of those better teams like they have in Week 2. So, this game against the Colts. Indianapolis has been able to lose games here in Jacksonville, but win games there in Indianapolis. The Jaguars obviously can't figure out that road trip, just like the Colts can't figure out that road trip. So, that makes this an interesting uh, division rivalry, but it's also a division game. So, if the Jaguars are going to make the run and win the AFC South, like everybody says, uh, it, it starts week one. Right. It starts with those division games. I mean, coaches, I mean, from Bill Belichick to Tom Coughlin to Doug Peterson to the, the practice squad player, they know exactly what has to be done, and you can't win a Super Bowl without getting through to the playoffs, and the path there is mm-hmm. division. And yeah. division games have always carried such significance for the Jaguars because the path has been there before. I mean, they've played in some bad AFC Souths, mm-hmm. AFC Centrals, if we're going way back. They've played in some bad divisions. And this year, probably more so than last year, even though it was a very, very diluted AFC South last year, sure. but this year seems to be even more inviting for Jacksonville to have a clearer path to the top. And I know last year, midseason, you're talking about Jacksonville still having a chance to win the AFC South because yeah. it was so bad. And Jacksonville was bad at that point in the right. year. And you were still talking about the path to a playoff berth is winning the AFC South. It was weak last year. It could be even weaker beyond the favorite in terms of depth-wise. I mean, the Texans, you expect much out of them? No. Colts, kind of an enigma right now. We don't know. The Titans, it may be rebuild, maybe not. So the the door, yeah, the door is open for Jacksonville, probably more so than it's been even last year, to have something and to win a division game week one in Indy. To me, it's like winning on the West Coast. If you can win in, in a place you're not familiar with winning, mm-hmm. that's a great, great launching point for the season. Good first step. All right, so week one. Let's do this. We're going to do this before each game this year. 
Uh, pick one offensive and one defensive guy that you think is going to be a key for the Jaguars this weekend. Um, and let's go with uh, let's go offensive first. And you can't pick Trevor because <laughs> it, look, when Trevor plays well, the Jaguars win. Yeah. There is not a more quarterback dependent team in the league. So if we did that, this would make this very simple. So we're not picking Trevor Lawrence. All right. So on the offensive side, who you got? I'm going to go a little bit of a sleeper. I'm going to go Evan Ingram. We he had kind of a quiet training camp and preseason. You know, we've seen other tight ends kind of getting um, into the mix. We've seen more Luke Farrell. We've seen Brenton Strange, the emergence from him. So I'm going to say Evan Ingram, even with the congestion there at tight end, I'm going to say he's in there. I know he had that one blockbuster game last year, but it's been a quiet preseason for Evan. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say Evan Ingram is my offensive guy. It'd be easy to say Calvin Ridley or I'm going to say Evan Ingram. All right. I'm going to go Travis Etienne. So last year, if you remember, Travis Etienne was gashing the Colts for a little while there. And then kind of got hung up on the sideline. We got a little bit, they, we were, the question after right. the game was, what happened to Travis? Well, he was dealing with some things with the trainers. But they did pop that big one with Jamichael Hasty. Defense, and there are some different personnel things, Jaguars need to run the ball. We, they now have a tank in their backfield yes. that they can roll, which in the, you talk about a victory cigar, you go in the second half and just rev the tank up. You know, Let the tank get going. Uh, but I think Travis Etienne needs to get going. Those big runs can open up things. Uh, they talked about it today in the locker room. You know, All those wide receivers are going to spread out the defense. That could actually make Travis's right. job a little bit easier because now teams aren't going to be able to stack the box because then the Jaguars might just go over the top. So... I think Travis Etienne is going to be a key for the Jaguars this week, uh, taking a little bit of pressure off of Trevor and that wide receiver core from having to put on quite the air show, even if that is what everybody wants to see. Yeah, say, hey, right? you know, and Shaq Leonard could be back in the mix this week for the Colts. Mm -hmm. That's a big plus for that defense. He is a all-pro when he's healthy. Yep. Um, so that is big. You know, he's progressing towards playing on Sunday, so that is big. Um, but again, you like to see, you see it at every level of football. If you can run the ball successfully, opens up everything. And again, this year we're dealing with something we have not had here in a while, and that's an alpha receiver. It, hey, Christian Kirk did well last year. Zay Jones, Marvin Jones, good seasons. But you've not had that dominant receiver. We saw flashes of it in the preseason with Calvin Ridley. That opens up so many things. But again, everything starts with being able to run the ball, keeping that defense honest. And I think Travis Etienne, with the addition of Tank Bigsby, Good guess. A good, good, good call on that. I like the call there. We'll, we'll be talking about the Jaguars. Uh, and, it, you know, it kind of dawned on me the other day. Like, we always say, oh, what's the best trio of receivers in the NFL? And I'm like, why haven't we incorporated Evan Ingram as that third? I know Zay is good, but if you say, oh, well, Evan's the third receiver, all of a sudden you do say, do they have a better one of the better trios of receivers? Yeah, in the definitely. When, good when you look at it that way, huh? All right, so defensive guy. Who you, who you got on the other side of the ball? It's tough. I'm going to say, I'm going to go with, with the guy that's been maligned. Okay. I'm going to say Josh Allen. Josh I'm Allen, say, oh, say, man. I'm going right. to come right out of the gate. I, I banged the drum the last time yes. we talked about Josh Allen not being able to finish plays last year. He was top, top five in the NFL in terms of pressures created last year hmm. and just whiffed on so many of those opportunities to finish that play. I'm going to say we talked about this last week on the podcast. I think Josh Allen has one of the games today or on this, this week one where he emerges. He says, okay, this is this is the type of player I'm going to be this season. So uh, Evan Ingram on offense for me, Josh Allen on defense for me. All right, I'm going to go with a different player there. I've got Devin Lloyd. Okay. So one of the things that the, the Colts are going to be able to do, and if they, they're running a version of that Eagles-ish offense with a quarterback that is – 
bigger and fat, probably a little bit faster than Jalen Hurts. So that puts a lot of pressure on the linebackers to trust their eyes and make the right decisions. So last year we saw Devin Lloyd can be impactful. Oh, yeah. But we also saw that those rookie mistakes materialized. If I was the Colts, I'd test him early. I, I'd, I'd make him show that he can be in the right right spot. And, and he with that sort of system that they run, he has to be in the right spot. Right. It's assignment football. If everybody plays their assignment, you can stop what they do. But if somebody's out of their gap, all of a sudden now you've got a 50-yard run down the field and the Jaguars just gave up a score. So Devin Lloyd is a key for me. If him and Foyer do their jobs at a high level, the defense should be pretty pretty effective at slowing down that Colts running game that's without Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the biggest threat almost universally is considered right. Anthony Richardson. So if the two of them can do a good job, I think the Jaguars' defense is in the driver's seat, and this is one that the Jaguars should be yeah, in their pocket. To your point, Devin Lloyd started out gangbusters, gangbusters last year, and he was just remarkable for about the first four weeks of the season. So you got to hope that – Every coach that's raved about Devin Lloyd, yep. and there's been multiple coaches that have said, Devin Lloyd, man, he is just so different this year. <laughs> if that transitions, and again, Devin's start last year, I think he's going to be poised. For, I, I said it last year after the draft. I thought Devin Lloyd was a better first-round pick than Trayvon Walker. Um, don't I, Year two is going to be a big separator for me for that. Okay. But I'm a believer. I'm a believer in Devin Lloyd. Okay. I'm a believer in Devin Lloyd. He's not a believer in Trayvon. <laughs> uh, ju just for a side note, as I said, Mike Caldwell, the Jaguars defensive coordinator, made it a point to say that Trayvon was big last year, but he is bigger and stronger this year. Oh, you can look at Trayvon and tell he's you bigger. You can just see from He is iPad. already a large human, and he has gotten bigger and stronger. Yes. Um, I'm still in the double digits for Trayvon <laughs> camp. I'm just I'm, saying. I'm going to say eight. Eight sacks for Trayvon. Hey, hey, eight's an improvement yeah. from three and a half. Um, I'm just going to give him two more. Oh, yeah. I'm still in, the, still in the double digit camp. All right, let's do this thing. It's time to pick the game. I think that we're probably going to be in unison on how we think this yeah. one's going to roll. I think so. Yeah, I, I, I think I, so. I, the Jaguars are going to win this game. Or they should win this game. Let me they put should. it that way. No. This should not be, if this is a close football game, we're going to start asking, we have to start asking questions. If the Jaguars lose this game, rave the red flag. There's a lot more questions than answers. We got issues. The Jaguars should go out there. I, look, if I'm throwing out a score, I'd say 35-12 kind of okay. game. I mean, it should be relatively one-sided kind of game for the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence should be fine. We've seen him excel against these sorts of defenses. The Gus Bradley-led defenses is in that cover three kind of vein. Trevor Lawrence has had great days against yep. those defenses. Travis Etienne should have himself a solid day. This receiver group has something that they want to show, and this is an opportunity for the Jaguars to, to not just make their mark, but send a message to the rest of the NFL that it's not just a hype train, they're not just fly by night, and that they're serious about what they want to do this season. So I think it needs to be a big kind of statement win. I'm with you. I think um, my score, I'm going to say 35-17 for me. So we're close. Same 35. Yeah. Um, I, I have a little closer than that, but I do think Jacksonville wins and wins big. It'd be the first win in Indy since 2017, so that would be a nice start. It'd be a good, great start. 1-0, and then we start talking about Kansas City, which uh, that's going to be a different conversation. Um, a little bit of a more interesting conversation, I'll definitely say that. Uh, we'll see the Colts, or, or not the Colts, but the Chiefs, have that game against the Lions as we're recording this. They play tonight, uh, so we'll see how they fare. Never, not that you want the Colts or the, the Chiefs to have a long week as they get ready for the Jaguars, but they do have to come here to Jacksonville for that game. But that's going to be an interesting one. I think this one, 
we should feel pretty comfortable. And if we are uh, next time we check in with you, aren't talking about yeah. a win, uh, this is going to be an interesting discussion. And I'll just say, <laughs> last year we're talking about picks. Jamal did win last year in terms of our gang of picks. So you came out ahead in our in our season long projection. So Jamal, you got to you got to lean I, towards what he says. Hey, I don't know about all that. I, I say crazy <laughs> things, and every so often there's like a grain of like like I said going into the season, I was like, I think the Jaguars are going to make the yeah, playoffs. I'm telling did. you, and it sounded crazy. And then it was like, are you sure? And I was like, even as I was saying it, I was like, am I sure I'm saying? Yeah, that? you did say. Like, I think when Jacksonville sent it two and five, two and six, I still think they can win the AFC South. So Nostradamus knows. over here is pretty pretty. <laughs> solid on his picks but he did Jamal was dead on accurate have to say that before we uh, launch into our season picks he was he was the winner among our staff last year well we'll see what we can do this go around it should be interesting hopefully uh, uh, Calvin Ridley said he wants them to win all of the games yep. so maybe we just pick a win every week and uh, and roll it that way I wish it was that simple but uh, it should be an interesting ride I mean look there, there haven't been very many seasons with expectations like this yep. and where you really look at the Jaguars roster and you think they can match up with the elite teams in the NFL in franchise history. So this is one that you kind of want to sit back and try and enjoy every step of the way. Yeah, I mean, the last time we saw it was 2018, coming off an unexpected AFC Championship game appearance. Yep. This is different. It feels different. It feels to me like it did back in the mid-'90s and late-'90s where you knew something special was there. Mm -hmm. You knew it was special, and that 99 season was a special one. They went 14-2 and in the regular season, made the AFC Championship game. This season, to me, feels reminiscent of something like that where it's just excitement you knew the arrows pointing up you had a lot of guys who were in getting towards the end of the contract but you knew it was poised for something good right. and this season to me feels more like that did in 99 where there was just so many pieces in place they'd gone out and signed free agents to put them over that hump this to me feels more reminiscent of that than it does 2018 when kind of things caught you by surprise well hopefully it's better than all of those yeah. seasons because that means it maybe it ends a little bit further along in the postseason uh, yeah. but it should be an interesting ride starts on Sunday against the Colts uh, we both think the Jaguars are going to win uh, let us know what you think over on social media or over on newsforjags.com we'll check in with you again next week and hopefully be talking about a 1-0 team but yeah. we'll see what happens hey thanks for hanging out with us you can always find more sports coverage over on newsforjags.com we'll see you next time <laughs>